Where have you brought me, Daniel? I brought you to a place I go to every week. Uh-huh. Any guesses? Is it the mall? Is that where I am? No, we go there every day. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> no, this is church. Um, this is my church, my home church. We've been coming here for five years. Yeah. Um, and when we think about so a, a habit that we do every week, or even every day, or an environment we place ourselves in, for me, this church service, a chance to come here and, and be brought into another story. So gotcha. a, a story of the world, my life, my community, how am I brought into that story and kind of reoriented to that in a weekly basis. I think that's what a church service is. Right. But this is your first time coming to church ever. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I actually burst into flames as I walked through the door. It was remarkable. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that's why we have fire It's a miracle. <laughs> All right, well, let's go somewhere quiet and we can talk about this. Let's do it. Let's grab some meat. Welcome to another episode of Assumptions. This is the podcast that explores worldviews with two people who have vastly different outlooks on the world. My and yet is... are still friends. <laughs> Thanks for ruining the intro, Daniel. My name is Kyle. I describe myself as a humanist. And we were friends, but my name's Daniel, and I'm a Christian who interrupts, apparently. Yeah, so tell me why you drug me to your church today, Daniel. <laughs> you, yeah, you came to my... Weirdly enough, people are throwing water on me, and... Uh... <laughs> How does it feel to be uh, freshly baptized? That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, so I we've been talking about stories this whole season, have we? I think I don't really remember at all the last seven episodes. Nor do I. But I think it's been around stories. Okay, great. <laughs> and different ways of stories. We talked about how, why we like stories. Why do we have to tell stories? Why do we individually create stuff? And then we talked about how social media um, portrays a storyline that we're in. Uh, and so, if you look though at society as a large, as a whole, there's a narrative I think that society portrays that culture, the culture we're in, has a narrative. So you're saying that culture informs you, not you informs society. I think it's both. Okay. Uh, because a symbiotic relationship yeah, so. yeah. to steal a scientific phrase. Yeah. But like, if we put it this way, if you imagine um, you're someone from a completely different era. So let's mm-hmm. say you're in the future and you time travel back here, or vice versa. Yeah. Or let's just call it like the Martian idea, where if you're a Martian comes to Earth and lives amongst us, what would you think about what we what we think, the story that what we believe based on what you see us do? Right, okay. Okay? And that's also depend on where you are in the world as exactly. well. Exactly. And that's what I mean by culture shaping that. Yeah, right? I, so I agree with that. So if you walk into, you get the example of a movie theater, and you're like, oh, these, these people go to a movie theater where there's this giant screen and you sit down and you're fed stuff yeah. and then you, you eat and you, you know, all, whatever that looks like, right? What, what, what significance would they take from that? Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, there's always that, there's that old joke that I remember as a kid where that if aliens came down and just looked at how we related to our dogs, right. they think that dogs were in control. Right. Here we yeah. are, we take them for a walk, yeah. we pick up their own feces, sure. uh, you know, that sort of thing. Sure. It's like, okay, yeah. Obviously, it's the dogs that are willing we're to the, Yeah. Okay. And so... What I the reason I wanted to bring you into church is I given that to indoctrinate me yes, into conversion. That's right. I wanted you to love Jesus, um, but failing that, I wanted you to um, to to be able to offer your Martian perspective on what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and under the the framework, the mental framework of the reason I go to church on a weekly basis is because I go there and I'm told a, a certain story. I would even say I'm immersed in that certain story because I'm not just sitting there having it 
fed to me. I'm participating in it. I stand and I sing. I mm-hmm. drink and I eat. I um, talk to people and I, and I pray and I, I sometimes play music for that. And there's a fair bit of just sitting and listening mm-hmm. as you experienced. Um, but that's because I need to be reminded of what I believe the, 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 the true narrative is. And it's a narrative that I often forget, just as a human nature. Sure. So I'd love to talk more about that, and then also maybe how that contrasts to the narrative that maybe you believe, as someone who's not Christian, and what cultural practices do you partake of that reminds you of that narrative. Right, sure. Uh, but let's start with that Martian experience. What was it? What what takeaway did you? What was it like going to church with me, in an environment that I know very well and I'm very familiar yeah. with? What was it like having seen that? Well, this is and this is true for any church service that I have gone to. Not that I've gone to that many throughout my lifetime but i did go to a few during my high school years okay. i've gone to another uh, mutual friend of yeah. ours justin's yeah. he's a pastor and right. so i've gone to his church service before and there is always this great welcoming oh, uh, sure. that, that i feel when, sure. I, when i go into those buildings even though i feel awkward and i don't really like singing in public yeah. and i don't know the words to anything yeah. and it's like oh what am i supposed to do right now yeah it's foreign. It's, it's foreign, so I yeah. don't know if I'm doing it right. Or and I should say that it. I think if anybody goes to a new church, even if they're used to that environment, there's a certain sense of that. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't know these songs. <laughs> but there's that warmth that is there. Okay. So I definitely, that's that, what I definitely felt. And I think that the, the message that was being preached about this morning was something that I could relate to, and I, and I took something from it. Okay. I think that it would be a very vastly different experience if I felt that it was a very, like, oh, overly political sure. sermon or something like that. Sure. Or like the hellfire and brimstone yeah. that you sometimes see portrayed on TV and in movies, that kind of stuff, I'd be like, this is turning me off right. completely to, to, to what I think the purpose of okay. a church is. So def- definitely that's how I felt coming into there. Interesting enough, now, not that I talk to every single person in the <laughs> congregation, no. there is something that didn't happen this time that I was actually anticipating okay. was going to happen, which I find that any church I've ever gone to there are the people that I can tell very much. They're very strict in their faith. They they believe it very much, and they're they're kind and they're warm and they're and they're great. Right. There's also those people that I feel are going through the motions. It's like I don't know if you 100 percent are actually on board with this. Where it feels like it's a fake smile, it's a fake gesture, right. it's it's a fake greeting. And that kind of turns me off something. Sure. It's like what I call church nice yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like, I don't, I don't yeah, know if you uh, actually believe yeah. what you just the said. The fakery of it. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, what? Just, just say what you mean instead of sure. hiding behind this veneer of a mask right. almost. Okay. And but you, that did not happen. You say, yeah, okay, that didn't happen. But you're like, used to that at, at churches. Yes, yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. That. I wonder if um, I want to, the songs. Um, <laughs> Coming back to me, it was like the songs <laughs> I chose. But no, in the sense that I get, because I get the feeling when I go to most North American churches that the songs are very kind of that fake veneer that you talk about where they're okay. like we're happy like we're gonna yeah they're they're happy rather than joyful and something that i've always appreciated about the music at our church is that it does deal quite honestly with um darkness too i think sure and i wonder if that i'm just it's just curious comparing that to you and going right um i don't know if you notice in the songs that that came up where it was like these are troubles that we're going through mm-hmm. that we're not happy with right. I, I don't know. what was that like talking about the music what was it what was this thing that people sing? Like, because yeah. you quoted to me a song from a musical where it says, I think, why is there, why do the atheists not have good music? Oh, why, that's why not, don't that's the atheists. Not from a musical. That's just a, that's just, just a song from um, 
Steve Martin. Right. It was like, the atheists have no good songs. Right. Uh, right? Which right. is kind of true. Sure. In, in, in a way, like some of the greatest songs are like either hymnals or gospel. Yeah. Or um, hip hop. Same thing. Or right? <laughs> uh, it is a tongue in cheek song, but I think it's, it's yeah. pretty funny. But in the sense that here you are gathered in a community that sings. Yeah. Like, is, does that seem weird on the outside? Because do, oh, do you ever? Gosh, I don't know if weird is the right word. Or let me, I mean, let me yes, phrase this. Because I mean, I definitely sing to myself here at okay. home when I'm by myself. I like singing in the shower. Yeah. I, I do that by myself. So I don't know why it would be so much weirder to do that with sure. a group of people. I think for me, it's always been self-consciousness mm-hmm. that prevents me from really fully uh, escaping to it. And and part of it is too that it was because I mean, it's singing about the glory of God. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, oh, this is not something I absolutely 100% believe in. Yeah. So it feels to be wrong for me to right. partake in that, that a little bit. So I... You also don't know those songs. So I also don't know those songs. I was like... Uh, but just experience it. Like, why is it that... If you think of modern society, your society, mm-hmm. right? Was there ever a time where you get together and you sing? Especially sing to someone? Never, never in my... I mean, I'm sure if in, in other cultures... And other families, if I would have done that around Christmas time sure. or around other places, but that's probably concerts, maybe concerts, you know, maybe that's the only anthem. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like sports arenas are probably the closest that we have to that same thing where you sing the national anthem. But uh, even nowadays, you or, listen to someone sing it. You don't really true. Stand but I, up I guess I, I'm going with the with with soccer over in the UK, sure. where there's definitely soccer songs that are being right? sung yeah. during the the game that is happening. So yeah. there's definitely that that give and take that's going on in that case. So there right. is a little bit of similarities that okay. way but uh, i guess i throwing it back in, at you uh-huh. would it feel i guess it would probably feel as weird to you to come to a place that was that was singing but was not singing about god it was just like let's sing about the trees <laughs> let's, like, <laughs> sing about the glory of trees and uh, uh-huh. exult in that right. for like an hour right. and, and then someone came up and was like let me tell you about the greatness of trees yeah, yeah. you know yeah. I mean no, I don't want to be too flippant with no. that but it'd be kind yeah. of a similar sure. thing it's like yeah. why are we doing this <laughs> okay so did you get yeah. that sense of like why are we talking about God and Jesus so much no I get it in the purview of a church like I understand okay. why people are doing that uh, but at the same time there, there's still points that even in the back of my mind was like yeah I get it <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's been like four verses of this, and like I get the, I get the point. <laughs> uh, and even in the, in the, even in the sermon, it's like you know, I understand. Yeah, I, I <laughs> okay, it. move on. <laughs> the, the, the sermon could have been thirty minutes. I do, yeah, I do think that um, our sermons go a bit too long. I right. prefer a thirty-minute over forty-minute yeah. sermon. Um, but okay, so then, what general impression did you take in terms of if if you were to say that that service told a narrative? Mm-hmm. What would that narrative be? Well, the, the sermons normally do have a very. And I'm talking about sermons. I'm talking about the whole thing. So people coming yeah, together. Okay. You know, being c- c- brought into this by someone, yeah, singing together. Well, sermon I'm, going I'm out. actually a pretty big fan of sermons, uh, <laughs> sermons of um, traditions. I, mm. I I really like that idea of doing something because we've done it, we've done it for a long time, right? Uh, not necessarily if it's like, well, we've always thrown women into the volcano. We should continue to throw <laughs> women into the volcano. <laughs> I realize that there's times where we need to update our traditions. Right. But one thing I always appreciate about my parents growing up is that they made a conscious choice. I've never talked to them about this, maybe I should. Uh, they made our own family traditions yeah. that the rest of our family did not do. Right. Where we as our own little family, are like, yeah. this is what we do. Yeah. Uh, specifically, we did something very specific for Easter, huh. which I know most families... You worship the Easter Bunny. Did. Interesting. We literally spelled yeah. on the floor and said, wow. thank you, old Easter Bunny, for giving yeah. me this chocolate. Wow. 
No, we would we would actually exchange presents yeah. on Easter, and yeah. not very many people actually do yeah. that. We did, no, no. Yeah. but that's because we were celebrating Jesus. Right. I don't know what you did. And, and me, I was celebrating <laughs> the fact that I got a new Sega Genesis game. So, But yeah, no one I know else who I knew growing yeah. up ever exchanged gifts during yeah. Easter time. Yeah. Um, and it's something that the tradition side of it, because it's saying that it's cultivating something in you. Mm-hmm. It's saying, and I, saying that like I can... I don't necessarily believe it. I believe this, but it's not necessarily the belief in it that's making me who I am. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I'm being immersed in right. something. Well, yeah, I mean, there's to get back to, I guess, our main point here about how <laughs> like society informs us and we inform society. I think it definitely depends on when you're born, like what type of family you're, yeah. you're born into, where in the world you're born. There's, there's a whole lot of things that go into that and how you respond to that. Right. The, I mean, I have a very different outlook, I think, on life based on the fact that, A, I grew up on a farm. Right. I grew up in rural Alberta. Yeah, yeah. I, I am white. Yeah. Uh, I'm bisexual. So there's all these things yeah. that, that I dealt with in growing up that kind of shaped who I am. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for the small town I grew up in. I actually very much appreciate the fact that I grew up in a small town. Yeah. Because it makes me, I think, recognize things now living in a big city is that right. that's like, I think we can do something better than right, this. Right, right. Like, there are, there's things sometimes It's outside overlook. the normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's there's, that there's things second, I can identify. Yeah, no. I guess you've been immersed into it so long. I know, yeah. You can't really uh, extricate yourself from that so much. You're in this storytelling, yeah. this this this, um, uh, this grand narrative, I guess, yeah. for, for your whole life. Although you have been to multiple churches, That's so maybe right. you can speak well, on how it's different. Okay, so you just said grand narrative. Would you say there was a grand narrative you took away from that service? Like this is what um, these people are. This is what this is what they're doing. This is what they believe. This is definitely. It felt like the the thrust. I mean, this is partly the sermon, but partly sure. what I could see from the pamphlet and and stuff that was being handed out was uh, really big at community service. Uh, wanting to uh, uh, spread the word of God, wanting to uh, be that voice, but also not fighting evil with evil. We want to make sure that we're doing this in the proper way. Okay. There's the right way and there's the wrong way. Okay. And how did really, the so that was the sermon that was like the yeah. Um, how did the um, the music or the like the prayers shape mm-hmm. that? Well, I think something again that we were talking off air about a little bit was how the music specifically, the music choices were mm-hmm. not ones that necessarily were just we're happy all the time, but it's like we're dealing with the light and the dark mm-hmm. at the same time, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. I think uh, too often people paint Christians as being super upbeat and <laughs> never have a bad thought in their lives, which I know is probably not true. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but it's not what we portray it. It's, it's it how it's portrayed. Yeah. You're like yeah. the Ned Flanders of, yeah. of, of society. And, for me at least, I think it's always been important to realize we should appreciate the greatness of life, but also recognize that there's some darkness that we have to identify okay. and, uh, and fight. In the okay, beginning. okay.
You're gonna ask me a question. What was the? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was asking you about going to different churches. Oh yeah. Like you've been. This is not your first church that you've always been at. That's right. So I'm wondering what made you switch to a different one, or yeah. how, what are the big differences between the the two places? Yeah, I think um, it, the church I go to now, and it's not perfect. There's things that I think they should do better, but uh-huh. you know, it's it's like family. I mean, is the analogy yeah. earlier today, where like you're part of a family, and you realize that like, yeah, I wish my parents did this and. But then you ultimately go. I wish they weren't so lame all the time. But then you go like, yeah, but they also like birthed me and raised me, and like, sure, <laughs> like sure. there's a lot of there's way more good they've done than things I have to complain about. Right. Thankfully, <laughs> given <laughs> who I am, uh, and so yeah, with that. But in this church, I mentioned the music because I think, and, and even the sermons too. That yeah, they really reckon with um, failure and with. Um, there's one song that we did today that was talking about like uh, what happens like am I content with what God has for my life. Like, if I don't like it, if it's if I'm sick, if I'm, like, my plan, life's not going according to plan, can I trust God in that? Not that he's going to change it, but that it's the right thing because I, I trust God. Um, that's That aspect of it really has shaped my life in, in many ways, even the events of the last five years and things that didn't go well and things that were tough and having us, uh, being part of a community where that was acknowledged and that was, pointed to when those things happen that's something to point me along and say mm-hmm. this is what's actually happening you, you can trust god in this because he's in control and yeah and so that's something that is 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 large is large in that church i also think about the sense that a lot of western churches that i've been to are very much you come together you have some announcements you have some songs you pray a little bit you have a sermon and then you go whereas what i've, I've learned to appreciate about church specifically is that it's it tells that service tells a story saying that we are called together for something that's not just you. You, I never would hang out with most of those people. Mm -hmm. If if I weren't, if we weren't united by something, something different than us. And we're doing that for a reason. And we're, we're, we're praising God for that. And we're being brought to a point of realizing we can't do it on our own. So there was that distinct time in the service where it's like, let's, we're going to pray for the things that we are not good at things that we failed in and see that, we can find hope beyond us because of what Christ's done. So there's this, there's a sense of being broken every week of like, okay, I got to face up to what I've done. That was not good. Mm-hmm. And I've got to be um, forgiven <laughs> again. And, and, and then I'm sent and then I have the word of, of advice and, and something that's going on there with God's word. And then I'm sent out and I'm, I'm being sent out with um, something that's more than just somebody my pastor isn't the one sending us out. He's quoting the Bible and saying, this is how God protects you. This is how God nourishes you. This is how God um, equips you. Now go out with knowing that. And now you can face the week, no matter what happens. <laughs> I mean, we've circled this, this topic a, a few different times, but this is the part that I kind of yearn for myself, which okay. is that you do have that community aspect to fall back on if you okay. need to. Yes, God is the one who's guiding you through this life and you can speak to him and pray to him but you still have essentially that that core community that you can feel supported by if yeah. need be this is gonna sound like i have no friends or family <laughs> and i do but i but for me personally just the way my personality is sure 
I often feel that I can't talk about those things or that I feel weird about talking about right. those things. So I, I, I need to confront those tough questions or those right. hard times your own. by myself, right. by, yeah, yeah. With, without the help of anyone. And it's like, I just want somebody just to help me along. I just need someone to help buffet me through the next you know, week or whatever it happens to be because I really feel lost yeah. or upset or frightened yeah. or whatever the emotion it happens to be. Yeah. Uh, and I just need to deal with that with myself. Hmm. So I can, I, I, if, I terrifying. Could just, if I could just be like, here you go, and uh, then I can just yeah. go off and do my thing, that would yeah. be great, but I just don't have yeah. that outlet. Interesting. But it's even interesting saying that and then going, the reason I think we're open to having that support that you described mm-hmm. is because every week we sing about how we're not able to do that on our own. Right, <laughs> we right, sing right. about like our need. You're constantly being reminded of that. One of the things that, because I, I lead music there and I have for many years as that I was taught by one of the, the other song leaders. He says, when I plan the songs for a service, I want a song for everybody in that church. Somebody coming in that's had a miserable week. Someone that's had an excellent week. Someone that's like really wanting to praise God today. Someone that's like, I can't. I want something there for them to identify with. And I think doing that on a weekly basis means that when you get to that stage in your journey mm-hmm. where you, like you say, you just need something for that next week, you've already, you know it's it's natural. <laughs> you know it's okay because you've been singing about it the last year. <laughs> right, right. And then when someone comes to you and says, I need this right now, you're, you're, that's okay because you, you know that that's okay. Um, and I think too, like when I look at community in that sense, when I've gone through those circumstances in the last couple of years where I have hit rock bottom and I need something, yeah, there's a lot of it where I do rely on other people, but I'm in the end, what those other people are teaching me to rely on is not myself or them. Right. It's it's what God's done through me. Yeah, and so for me, I think the similarity then for me is going to the movie theater. Yeah. Like that is the church that I go to yeah. in many ways. Can <laughs> you say it again? That's, that's, that's a big statement. <laughs> Mostly, and I, uh-huh. I treat church the same way. I have yeah. a bag of popcorn and I'm watching what's in front of me. Uh, but you don't I, stand up and sing ever. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> they did have a Moana sing-along that maybe is the <laughs> closest I do thing. That. Yeah. Roll up into the aisle. Sing my hallelujahs, that sort of thing. Uh, I think that's the closest that I have there yeah. because when I watch a TV show or watch a movie or listen to a really great song, I am there to feel that emotion of the artist. I am there uh-huh. to feel the empathy or I want empathy to flow from me. And to know so, that they've been through it too. Yeah, so I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm looking for when I go there. And that's sometimes you get a bad movie and it's like, well, that didn't do much for me. I like get bad sermons too. Yeah, I, I, I'm angry that I spent my thirteen dollars to go and watch this movie. But for the, the the great pieces of art is like you can feel exalted and joyful, and sometimes the same movie can make you cry and mm-hmm. laugh mm-hmm. and uh, have those range of emotions, just kind of like a church service right. can, a yeah, great church totally. service can. Yeah. And so that's how I kind of yeah. exult in that. I can be like, I am allowing myself. No. I guess I'm, I prevent myself from being taken over by the Holy Spirit, but I allow myself to be taken over when I'm watching a piece of fiction, where yeah, I yeah. allow myself to cry yeah. when I wouldn't yeah. do that in normal right. life. I'm allowing right. myself to feel joyful when sometimes sure. I will prevent myself from doing that myself. I'm giving myself permission. Like, I am in a place, I'm in this area where this is expected of me, and right. so I don't feel bad doing sure. that. And others are doing it too. Yeah, You're exactly. not alone. It's like a shared experience. It's a shared experience. Interesting. Um, it, what... So if, if my the narrative that I need to be brought into weekly mm-hmm. is that I'm 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 united by something that's not just me, and that I am broken, and I am restored, 
and I need to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm sent out, and, and and I'm yearning for another home. Sure. Uh, I think some of the song lyrics mention that a couple yeah. times in, in there. Um, so that's the narrative, the, the the Christian story that we open this podcast with, in terms of talking about. Um, I'm reminded of that on a weekly basis. So then, when you go to the theater, what is that narrative that you're that it resuscitates? Well, I you? think it's it is narrative a bit, but I think it's just that tradition again. I like the the smell of theaters, <laughs> uh, the, the somewhat mustiness, but the popcorn smell. Yeah. Uh, even the theaters that I think have bad popcorn, I just like that smell that, that hangs in the air, the, mm-hmm. the oily uh, residue that happens. Um, I enjoy. It's very so, visceral, isn't it? Yeah. It's like communion and wine and bread. Yeah, like we like, need something like that. I will partake in, in, in that buttery goodness as well. Yeah. And then huh. I say a prayer and then you go on. Yeah. Uh, it's the bread of, I, of I, I, broken I, for I, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I eat of him, I drink of him, my big gulp that I have there beside me. But uh, And I like being able to, like, I sit in the chair. Like, it's, there's yeah. darkness that slowly descends on me. Yeah. And now I'm being a part of this story that's being projected in me. I like to hear the people tutoring behind me. I mean, the, the story I told to you today when we had brunch together was one of my favorite ever movie-going experiences was for The Force Awakens mm-hmm. because Star Wars hadn't been on the screen for like 15 years. There's people that were bubbling in excitement. This is the midnight showing. We're sitting down. The lights go off. Yeah. The title card comes up. It's like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and that goes to darkness and there's like that stuttery step and we know what's about to happen and you can feel the electricity in the air and suddenly boom John Williams score happens and you're like yeah like people are clapping and screaming and like we are part of something here that's not going to happen in another showing it just won't Uh, this is something that's very special about this first night the diehards are there we're all here in the shared experience and and having this great moment together you make me want to go watch a movie yeah (laughs) I really do now (laughs) Huh. But you're not. But is that a narrative that? Because a movie, each movie has its own narrative. Right? Yeah, it's just like you could say that, like each sermon has its different thrust to it. Yeah, you still go through the most. What is it about that experience you just described so beautifully that is consistent, and that maybe flavors what you think of the, the world because you you partake of that so often. Yeah, I think so often nowadays we're inundated with what makes us different that we never never really focus on what makes us similar. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I can sometimes fall down those rabbit holes as well. I think it's important like to disassociate. I think it's important to disassociate uh, sometimes political or religious views yeah. from the actual person that's there in front yeah. of us. So being able to be like, "Hey, we're here. We're enjoying yeah, yeah. this piece of media together." Right. I don't know. It just allows me to like push that all away, and we're all experiencing this in unison. We're we're going through that same ride. We're uh, experiencing the same smells and visuals yeah. and, and and that sort of thing. So how's it different than than a like what? What do you get in a church service well, I think that, that you don't get there, well, I think or vice versa? Yeah, I think the religious aspect necessarily means that this is something that is uh, for your spirit. I don't know right. if that necessarily is true for for movie going. Sometimes depends it's like, on the films. So. It depends on the films. I just yeah. want to laugh, or it's like yeah. uh, I'm a escape. super pretentious film snob, and I'm going to go and see. I don't know, Patterson. Squid in the Whale or whatever is going to be playing. I'm, or Francis Ha. I'm going to go see Francis Ha Great in a film. movie theater. Yeah. Because I don't watch any movies that are in color. <laughs> I think color I think color ruined movies. <laughs> As I go prepare to see Wings of Desire this week in the theater, yeah. <laughs> um, because it's interesting saying that like in a theater, it's very much, and I think some churches are guilty of this, where it's very much a, you're a partaker. You're a, um, a consumer, even. Yeah, yeah. So you sit back, you have the story, do you agree with it? 
maybe you liked it cool thumbs up Rotten Tomatoes whatever yeah. and then you go out and you live your life and I think when good film happens and when you engage in it properly yeah it can have an impact on your life yeah, it changes from a sit back to a, a yeah. lean forward entertainment yeah, at yeah, that point yeah and it does flavor your life whereas a church there is that aspect to it where you sit and you consume a sermon but you're expected to participate in but it you're pers- and you're, you're yeah you stand up and you sing and you talk to people and ask how their weeks are going and you connect with them on that level and you eat a meal with them afterwards. Right. And you, you know, there's, we didn't have communion this week at church, but often there's communion involved where you actually, you're being nourished spiritually through something that's different. Right. Um, and then there's, yeah, the, the, even the prayer, like, you know, does the, I think I've been to films where I, I sit in the theater and I am emotionally and my conscience is being pricked by right. the film. I've had this happen on a regular basis. Where I watch a movie and I'm going, this is, Wow, you see it clearly because it's in a different environment and a different yeah. world you're seeing and you go, I got to make some changes. But that's something that has to happen every week in church. <laughs> it's part yeah, of church yeah. is to be like, no, this is how you failed. Here's how you need forgiveness. You can't do it on your own. You got to have Christ now be built up in it. Like, do you see, is there a difference there? There between is a difference there. Yeah. I guess my question for you then, yes, maybe the sermon is different, but do you ever feel like, I was like, oh, I wish there was just a different message, <laughs> just once, just once. It'd be like if I went to every movie and every movie, the the theme of the movie was like, you should be good to people. And like at a certain point, it's like, yeah, I got that. Already. <laughs> like I understand that already. Maybe a different, maybe a different story. Would yeah. Be okay. So the times I get frustrated is when I think the message is geared for an audience that I can't bring you into, like as a friend. Oh, like okay. uh, if I bring you into this service. There's, there's nothing in here. It's all built for church language mm. or it's built for the church or it's like, is that like, is that the best? Um, but to, in the sense where I need, I, I, I want to be challenged and confronted during every sermon I hear, because I think it proves then that I, I, if I had, if I were selecting this for myself, right. I wouldn't want that. So in the sense that this, because this is challenging me, because this is, 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 pricking me in ways that are are uncomfortable that means that it is from somebody who's other than me it's almost proof to me that it's, it's god's word because it's it's i can't conform to it <laughs> i can't make it shape my life um yeah i you know so i i think a good sermon always brings you back to christ somehow and says like you can't do this on your own um so but it should be a good movie yeah uh, brings me back to steven spielberg oh. so that's how oh. that's similar <laughs> Two Jews. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Daniel, what did we learn this week? Um, it was interesting having you come in to that church service yeah. and offer your impression of it. And in the sense that. Do they stand out a lot? I feel like I was too tall. <laughs> <laughs> I could always find you. Yeah. Um, but, it, and then you said that the message that you took away was, was we need to be good to each other. And I'm like, that's not the message that I. I, I think if you were to talk to Clint, my, the pastor that you spoke with after yeah. he would be like that's not the point <laughs> it's just interesting that that's what came out mm. and I, I don't know, I, well sorry I, to, to clarify my point I think the point of this week's sermon mm-hmm. was was more that you have to uh, there, there's the three tenets of of the church as a structure mm. there was like the, the pastor the community and then right. going forward, going forward out, out yeah. of the community so I can go more into depth sure. there but I mean if you wanted to boil it down it was right. more like pastors here to give the word you were supposed to go out and spread it right and don't but, do that in a jerky way yeah but it, like it's so easy for anybody to have that yeah. you could not believe in Jesus and still say the same thing right Right. you could not be a Christian and still say the yeah. same thing like what's distinct about that <laughs> um, right. whereas 
Yeah, so that was just like that was eye opening to have yeah. that. Um, I learned that you value being challenged, mm-hmm. uh, not just in the media you consume, but in the sermons that you mm-hmm. hear, and when you go to church. I think my my if you had asked me when we started this podcast, yeah. I would have expected that why people like going to church is because it reaffirms and it does. the things that they like, yeah. not necessarily that they want to go there to be challenged also. Sure, okay. But I think you need both. Yeah. Like you need to be affirmed in the sense that, because in a sense you're being affirmed in that you fail. <laughs> right, like you need right. that because your human nature is to think pretty highly of yourself. Yeah. Um, I've never failed in my life, so I wouldn't. That's why you don't need it. <laughs> would not know what that feels. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to church. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. What's... Invite me to your pagan temple next time. <laughs> Have a watch. We dance around and put pig blood on ourselves. Yeah. The huge. The huge. Uh, next week is our last episode of the suit first season. It is. Yeah. What are we going to do next week? We're going to try and or recap. Two weeks, I guess, from now. Yeah, t- we're trying to try and recap and reflect on what we learned um, and reflect on the, the arc and um, hopefully ask for some feedback and, and get some ideas. And I'd love to hear how you, the listener, have learned what you've learned, what you've disagreed with, yeah. what has shaped you. I feel there's going to be a lot more notes about how I'm stupid than, <laughs> than, uh, than anything else. But we will... We'll read them. We will see. We'll yeah. read every we'll single one of them on air. air. Yeah, on air. We will not. We won't. <laughs>